Hi all, as you know, Ecolution is all about shining a light on brilliant young people like you who are doing incredible work in the field of environment and the climate crisis. A couple of weeks back, we headed to the Convention Centre to catch up with the Young Environmentalist Awards. And boy, was it busy. We might need a guide. I'm Elaine Nevin, I'm the National Director with Eco UNESCO and today we're hosting the showcase and uh, finalist award ceremony of our Young Environmentalist Awards programme. This is Eco UNESCO's flagship programme that builds environmental awareness in young people around the country. They take environmental action projects at a local level on a range of different environmental issues of concern to them. So big thing with Young Environmentalist Awards is that young people decide on the issues that they're interested in, decide on, on the projects and then take action on those. We had almost 280 entries to our Young Environmentalist Awards this year and had amazing projects, such a range of different initiatives. I I think just showing the diversity and the breadth of interests of young people. So young people will get an opportunity to talk about the projects to a panel of experts. Uh, They're heading around having a chat with them. In the afternoon we have our Young Environmentalist Awards Ceremony. They can do projects um, in biodiversity, climate, eco-community development, eco-art and design, eco-innovation and others as well. I think for us it's all about young people, I, I think, having different entry points and different interests. With over 100 exhibits, we couldn't get to every single stand, but today we're going to share a whistle stop tour through the event to show just some of the brilliant projects helping to change minds and awareness in the places these young people go to school. First up, let's meet some students for whom engagement with nature was key. My name's Aoife and this is our project Nature Engagement. We're from Art School Namara in Tremor, County Waterford. And I'm Rory. So it's about getting people engaged in nature as the title is Nature Engagement. So we have a greenhouse in our school that we recently put up and it was in September when we put it up and it was completely empty so we basically transformed the inside of it. So we have benches for practicals that we do. So we do pallet breaking, denailing, we make bird boxes, we do potting on at this time of year obviously, bee hotels, the list goes on. A team of TY mentors teach the practicals and a permaculturist trains us first and we've done surveys to gather how the students feel so 88.1% of students said they enjoy their time in the greenhouse and they relax and they want to come back which is a huge percentage of our students because we have a, quite a large school. After Covid there was a big initiative by Mr Kerwin who's a teacher in our school, he teaches science and he's very much so into environmentalism. My name is Patrick Kerwin and I'm a secondary science teacher in Ord School Lamara in County Waterford. I think there's lots of champions in schools that are trying to kind of push forward this work and I think it, there's a lot of work that happens outside of the classroom. In the evenings, before school, on the weekends. In school with Mr Kerwin we're also doing the ELDP which is the Environmental Leadership Development Programme where older students teach the younger and also older students within the school about the environment and how they can help out and actually fix the problem of biodiversity loss within their local environment. It's so relaxing to be around nature and there's no place you'd ever want to be otherwise. Like you just want to be out in the greenhouse with all the plants. It's lovely this time of year. Everything's blooming. It's the best place on earth. I'd rather just be in the greenhouse than anywhere else. Having a teacher in the school is really important because it means that there's a voice that's definitely going to be listened to because people might not take students 100% seriously so if there's a teacher pushing for all of it as well that's really great to have. Students are absolutely and utterly amazing and when they're inspired they can work really hard but they're also teenagers and like the rest of us as adults they can waver sometimes in motivation and get a bit deflated when they come up against obstacles so I think that's where it's really good to have a member of staff who sometimes actually can maybe wade in 
and pick it up and get it off the ground again and then actually get them back on their feet and they, they run with it again. So it's kind of to and fro. Luckily, Ardskonamara isn't the only school where students are well supported by their teachers and biodiversity was a subject that enticed a lot of groups. My name is Stephen Granger. and My name is Lois and I'm from the Rob Rootborn School. Our project is about uh, helping the biodiversity in our local graveyard. The council had blanket sprayed the graveyard with a roundup. It's like a toxic chemical which is used to kill off weeds by a lot of gardeners but it also affects the soil, how like wildlife can come through. So we wanted to help like reinvigorate the biodiversity, help the plants grow again, get more bugs and animals and then just get the whole place thriving again. My name's Veronica. My name's Caitlin. We're from Ballantyre Community School. We saw that there was a lack of biodiversity in our school. We decided to do something about it. So we researched and got each year group out and got them to plant seeds and explained to them how we were doing it. When we heard about the Young Environmentalist Awards, we thought, oh, this would be a great opportunity. It's not just an issue limited to our specific location. It's everywhere in Ireland and everywhere in the world, really. Uh, I'm Kayla. I'm Shiva. I'm Jennifer. I'm Sarah. Our project is Biodiversity SOS. Save our ecosystems. We're based in Rohini Village. We started off with um, our school starting a sensory garden, so we were deciding we would help out with that. We did one on the Century River, and we were looking at ways to stop pollution, and if you plant shrubbery along it, it will act as a buffer and stop pollutants entering it. So we just put two and two together and decided we could help promote biodiversity as well as prevent pollution. It's our way of you know, giving back to our community and helping people acknowledge the pollution issue that we have in Rohini. Hi, my name is Aylin. My name is Cosimo. I am Antonio. I'm from Colasha Imanuis. Antonio is from Spain, Cosimo is from Italy and I'm from Germany. Our project is called Increasing Native Biodiversity. We looked at a set of data collected by the UCC and we saw that in our area there are not enough native Irish trees. We decided that we wanted to plant some native Irish trees in our school grounds and we planted about 400 native Irish trees. Well, the impact this has had, we have already seen it, for example, in, the, in our polytunnel, in our tree nursery. We've seen that more insects are coming. In the pond that we dug in the community garden, we have seen ducks, we have seen frogs. When you go, you notice the change. Many schools in Ireland have a, an outside area, a football pitch or something like that, and it's actually very easy to gather some trees, or better, some Irish trees, and just dig a hole and plant one tree, two, three, a hundred tree. Depends on the space you have. My name is Dylan. My name is Charlie. We're from Germany Castle and our project is a biodiversity garden in our school. During the year we kind of went out during different classes and worked on the garden. All we had to do was like fix up and take out like all the dirt and the different things that were all destroyed in the garden. Mainly like the physical labour was probably the hard part. Actually going out and getting your hands dirty and doing it. It's brought loads of different animals into the garden like birds and... It's great for the biodiversity and just the natural aesthetic of your school as well. It's kind of nice to look at and it's a nice place to go maybe to clear your head during classes. So we did our garden for the Young Environmentalist Awards. But it's something that we're going to keep on like doing after this and keep it going. Not every school will have a large space they can dedicate to rewilding. But sometimes good things come in small packages. Hi, my name's Jack LeBlanc. I'm from St. Brogan's College and we have the Miwaki Forest project. My name's uh, Ryan O'Neill. The Miwaki Forest is basically where you plant trees close together so like their networks connect and they share nutrients. And we did this because there's a lot of construction going on in our school and all the greenery is being taken away. So we decided that 
we should take it into our own hands and plant more trees. We needed to teach the younger years coming in about how important the environment is as well. We got kind of local businesses involved. So I think it's just kind of mainly spreading the message about the lack of biodiversity in our school and around our area. And it's actions like these that increase the visibility of the biodiversity crisis. Very importantly for us in our Young Environmentalist Awards programme is the action piece. Yes, they come together in groups and they do research, but it's really important that they take action and that's what this is really about. And after the action, it's really important that they raise awareness as well. And so many of the projects grasped that, the importance of spreading awareness, and they kept at the core of their work. My name is Abisola. My name is Lily. My name is Pete. Our project name is EcoHub. We're from Jada and uh, we worked in around County Louth and County Mead. The project involved planting orchards, veggie boxes. Three veggie boxes in local schools. And we held a biodiversity event on the 23rd of this month where we gave out seeds to the local community as well as bird boxes and bird feeders. It was important to teach like the younger generations about planting and like getting them involved in the environment. My name's Jack Smith and I'm from uh, Drimna Castle Secondary School. I did sustainable development goals out of wooden caravans. These are actually the scraps left from the technology room, so we didn't want them to go to waste. What my aim is is to put them around the school and make the first, second and third years more aware of the goals. Hi, I'm Shauna O'Keefe. Hi, I'm Sophie Doyle. I'm James Farrell and we're part of EK UNESCO's Youth for Sustainable Development Programme. Our project is a coast protection project based on around our local beach, which is Mornington Spending Sand Beach, where we're trying to get coast protection for the sand dunes. This is important so um, we don't destroy our beach, so we can preserve it as long as we can. We'd go around our schools and our families and we'd ask what their opinion on the beach eroding was. We would like to see different forms of coast protection, be it seawalls or be it gavians or groins, being put in place to try and curtail this erosion on the beach and the sand dunes. I'm Samyukta. This is Zainab. Kausar. Shravia. We are trying to raise awareness about plastic pollution and how it's impacting our world today and how it's going into our oceans. We did a lot of activities to spread awareness about plastic pollution, including articles, workshops, um, our Instagram as well. In our school, we conducted several workshops where we taught people to make crafts out of plastic bottles. My name is Caitlin Kelly. I'm Rebecca Beecher. My name is Lauren Sadler and we're from Kingsdale Community School. Our project is all about saving energy in our school. We're called the Lightsavers. For the past few months at home, we've been hearing so many complaints about the cost of energy and lighting going up. And we notice in school as well, often lights and projectors are being left on when leaving classrooms. So we decided we would host a power down day where no energy or no lights or projectors were used in our school at all. We were very successful in it. We managed to lower the energy usage by 40%, which is the equivalent of saving two and a half adult trees. We did a lot as well to spread awareness about the usage of energy and how students could save energy in their homes. Like We sent out surveys asking how many students actually pay attention to their energy usage. Do they turn off lights when they're at home? Do they charge their phones overnight? The results were very shocking. Most people didn't even think about it. And it's really important because it is our future after all and we are the future. My name's Ifa Hamid. Uh, Gabby Adoskovskiza. Ashing Hamid. Justin O'Connor. My name is Brendan. And my name is Karina Cowridge. The name of our project is the Climate Conference. We did the project just to gather a bunch of schools and talk about all the um, environmental issues like food systems, water, biodiversity, and like etc. And we talked about action projects we could 
bring into play so like we could solve some of these issues. Yeah. My name is Joe. My name is Kira. And we're Art School Namara, which is based in Tremor. And our project is called Social Change. For our project, the members of our team took on a tutor class uh, consisting of first and second years and basically we just came in and talked to them about how they can make a change and the little ways that can affect later on in their lives and how they can like make big changes so they can lead their the next generation of younger peers and just set an example so it just snowballs down into something really big. So as Rachel we had started like sustainable travel let it grow which is just like leaving a strip of your grass unmown for any insects or bugs to just come and live there and it actually worked. We're from Scaries Community College. My name is Alan Farrell and the other project participants are Lucy Farrell, Sean Byrne, Kira Zomer, Andrea Balan and Jessica Lumsden. We did surveys to see people's opinion of sustainability in the school and we also researched eco-friendly things we would like the school to get. We had meetings with our principal and we presented our eco-friendly ideas to the board of management. I'm Sean Elmore. My name is uh, Sean Monaghan and we're running the uh, Rockbrook Biodiversity Festival. So this was a series of walks and talks that we held around the school about Ireland's uh, natural wildlife and biodiversity to try educate people from the local area and the school about what's happening around them and in their locality. Everyone did their own little bit. And it's going to become an annual thing now as well. It may seem like a lot to plan, a whole festival, but I reckon every school has five minutes to give, right? My name is Neve Purcell, I'm 16 and I am from Art School Namara in Chamor. The Five Minutes of Sustainability project is about educating and raising awareness about the climate and ecological crises in schools all around Ireland. It's an art school sustainability network in particular that tries to promote climate education and awareness in every school all around Ireland. So we're doing that by bringing teachers and students from different schools together. It's really simple. All we do is make five-minute videos about different issues and actions that you can take in relation to the climate and ecological crises and get different schools all around the country to play them in their classrooms once a month to students. My name is Jamie and I make the videos. The topics are based upon easy actions that people can do at home. They've been really, really effective. Like I can see like students are always asking, can they watch the next video and they're really excited to see them like when I told my well-being group that there's another video they're like can we watch it and that's really great to see that they're like actually enthusiastic to go and watch these videos it's really really difficult particularly because we're children I think there's a stigma attached to us just the fact that people think that we don't know but we do and we certainly care this room is living proof of it there are over 100 projects here today Neve is not wrong I'm Jennifer I'm Katie Ashling. Jessica, we really wanted to focus on one of the SDGs of waste and specifically in the realm of textile waste. We decided to do it in three main areas of doing research and showing what are the top contributors of textile waste and also showing upcycling and also within our event, Swap Don't Shop, which promoted swapping clothes with peers instead of um, throwing it out and, you know, this new throwaway society. Trends are always around us and it's always a thing that you have to like get the new clothes, get new everything and then you just get rid of it really quickly because stuff falls out of fashion. It's something teenage girls have to deal with a lot and I think to have this awareness that you don't have to follow it and that it's contributing to something bad and that maybe there's a better way to do it is really important to us. And with fast fashion being such a big issue, it makes sense to choose every route we can to spread this awareness. My name's Lauren Duffy. It's Maya Bachi. My name is Heather. And we're from Fresh Tomb. We recorded a song which we posted on our school website. We did Junkature. We showcased all of our Junkature dresses. And our TikToks got a combined audience of well over 7 million, which is like 
over the population of Ireland. So um, we were really proud of that. And we also planted trees in our local park so that other people in our community would see us maybe get involved themselves. We also included the theme in our fashion show, which is attended by parents. We modelled slogan t-shirts. We each picked our own slogan that was personal to us. The one we have here is All You Need Is Less. Um, I think a lot of people see sustainability as something that's not part of our generation. But I think if we bring it into things that we're doing every day and things that we know people our age are doing, then it'll bring the message to people, especially if it's in creative ways and not the standard formats that they usually see, then we think it'll really bring it to the forefront of people's minds. The students at the Irish Environmentalist Awards were all in secondary school, but it's a competition that draws a huge audience across primary school too. And we met one teacher who works the environment into her class in as many ways as possible. Hi, I'm Mary Moore. I'm a member of the Irish School Sustainability Network and I'm a teacher at Clareham National School. Events like this are important to showcase students' learning and to showcase the actions that they take on a daily basis in their own communities. From my own perspective, it was really important for me to take my students up here today because I think this could be the very thing that will ensure that they will continue with these kind of events when they move on into secondary school. My focus is always on nature the beauty of nature, taking children outside, so I advocate for outdoor learning. All my pupils would have nature journals, and I I really feel that that's where the foundation is, that they learn to love their own locality and to love nature. We would do climate education in our school, particularly towards fifth and sixth class, where we would start to introduce those more difficult topics and topics that can be quite scary. And when you reach that level, that is where this comes in, the action comes in, the need to do the projects, the need for young people to feel like they have power and they have the power to make a difference and to make a change. If you would like to know more about the Irish School Sustainability Network, check us out on social media. We have a Twitter account and you can reach out to us and we have a website, issn.ie. The ISSN have been doing great work bringing climate and nature to the fore in the classroom. It's a teacher and student-led group and it is those committed, concerned voices that Eco-UNESCO champions here. Hi, I'm Juliet. I'm 16 and I'm also a YSD participant at Eco-UNESCO. Our project is called SAFE, which is an acronym for Sustainability, Accessibility, Food and the Environment. We're looking at sustainable practices when it comes to food, things that you can fix in your daily life, slightly bigger, more national, communal, global issues. We have a strong focus on seasonal produce because if you eat seasonally, it sort of reduces the need for having goods transported quite so often. I think kids should be reconnecting with the earth in the sense that knowing where their food comes from. I feel like nowadays a lot of food is pre-packaged and they see it as food, they eat it, they don't associate it with the earth, so they don't understand how not taking care of the earth affects them. And many other projects focus on the impact our food has on the planet. My name is Anna Dunley. And my name is Sarah O'Connor. And we're from Safe Versus Presentation Killarney. So our project is all about spreading awareness about food sustainability and how to use things in a grow locality in everyday nature. So for example, elderflowers, they kind of grow everywhere now. In the next two weeks or two, they'll be coming out. And you can use them to make elderflower syrup, which is great for um, sickness and colds. It's full of antioxidants. And you can make elderflower powder, which is a great thing to have during the summer for any guests to come over. And we have a garden as well that's in our school, so anyone in our school community can use any plants inside of it that are full of lots of nutrients and different health benefits. We are really passionate about plants and it was something that was a big part of growing up. Like we both grew up on farms and we live in a place that's surrounded by like wildlife. We have a book and a lot of the things in our book are like family recipes that we'd like to share with others. Some people might like have access to them plants so they'll be able to like find them in the school. Some schools try to get growing 
I'm Shane. I'm Niels. I'm Jake. I'm Rory. And we're from St. Jarlis College, Toom. Our project is about reducing food waste in our school. So we built our own garden to help produce food now for the canteen. The food we grew was food that could last throughout the year. Vegetables and flowers and stuff. And our magic herbs as well. They used it and it had an impact. It feels better to eat kale when you know it's good for the environment. Others focus on what we do with our food waste when we're finished eating. My name is Ines. My name is Chloe. My name is Nikki. And our project is Clean It. We're basing it on food waste and farming sustainability. Uh, We live in Cork and we decided to make this project because we've seen the food waste problem in our school and we wanted to fix it. We saw like everyone in the school in the break, like they were throwing good food in the bin. First off, we started off with posters to raise awareness about it, different like talks like when I did home ec as a module, we asked our teacher questions and stuff, and our own environmentalist teacher helped us out a lot as well. We noticed that people in our year now can see like clearly where to put their rubbish. But not everyone is as good as separating their waste, and it has an impact. Um, my name is Jessica O'Keefe. And my name's Idel Ryle. And we're from Kinsale Community School. The aim of our project was to educate people on the importance of recycling correctly and the impact contamination has on the recycling process. Worryingly, we found that the younger you were, the worse you were at recycling and your contamination. So your recycling has to be rinsed clean and dry before it can go into the recycling bins. If you're not recycling correctly and nine people of your neighbours are, you're going to contaminate all of their recycling when it goes into the bin truck. So whenever the recycling gets contaminated, it can't be recycled. Even if it's just a small bit of contamination, it goes into landfill. And obviously we don't have many landfill sites and it's filling them up with stuff that can be recycled. We went to visit a recycling centre and while we went to visit, the whole centre had to be stopped while people had to hand-pick all of the contaminated items out of the process. So it's a big inconvenience for those centres as well. So much of our waste will be around for a long time sometimes surprisingly so. I am Sky. I'm Ellie. And I'm Aoife. We're from Kinsale Community School in Cork. Our project is testing the biodegradability of biodegradable products and how they may affect soil. We tested like soil fertility and stunt growth is a sign of soil infertility. 32 crest seeds had just a control of just regular crest seeds and 32 had contaminated microplastics in the soil and our data proved that there was a 45% decrease with biodegradable microplastics which proved that biodegradable microplastics can affect the soil fertility. We took different biodegradable products that claimed to be biodegradable and we buried them in the soil for three months and then we took them back out and weighed their mass to see if they did degrade. We had coffee cup lids, the cups, bio dog bags and to our surprise the coffee cup lids along with the bio dog bags did not actually degrade in comparison to the other products which did degrade. It's important because they're using the technique of greenwashing which is a marketing strategy where they say that the product is biodegradable but they don't say what kind of biodegradable. You cannot throw the biodegradable products in a compost bin at home, they have to be industrially like recycled and it also links with two sustainable development goals, number 12 which is responsible consumption and production as they're not actually doing sustainable production patterns and it also can cause water pollution, air pollution and soil pollution. The soil can't hold as much carbon dioxide and that leads to more greenhouse emissions going up into the atmosphere. And more groups went back to the farm with some electrifying ideas. I'm Isabel Ramirez. I'm Emma Sackington. I'm Fifi Bentley. And our school is St Mary's College, Arklow. Our project focuses on replacing artificial fertilisers with the power of lightning. When lightning strikes, it's hot enough to separate oxygen molecules so then nitrogen can 
bond with it and then it creates nitrates that could then falls to the ground and then roots grow up and then absorb it it's fertilizer we have a van de graaff generator a bell turns in it and it generates static electricity and then when you hold up say a proof plane a spark goes that's our our lightning we had this in a controlled environment and then fertilize it our results showed that lightning does actually in fact fertilize plants and it would be a much greener solution than artificial fertilizers because they pollute rivers they release nitrous oxide terrible for the environment my name is isabel connolly I'm Claude Alanen. And I'm Aoife Mackay. We're from Newbridge College. So our project is about um, introducing compost bins into our school. So our school, it's very old. It's about 800 years old. And we were the first people to introduce compost bins in those 800 years. So uh, very proud about that fact. We're also introducing a school garden to, you know, bring in bees and that kind of thing. And then we can use the compost for the worms to eat and then fertilise the garden. I think it's important to do composting because we don't want rubbish to end up in our landfill destroying our planet. We want to save our planet and do it in the most sustainable way. And as EcoLation does, we move from food waste to farting cattle. My name is Roisin. My name is Quiva. My name is Kleena. Our project is about how a seaweed supplement can reduce a cow's methane emissions by up to 98%. Each cow emits 220 pounds of methane each year, so we're trying to reduce that by feeding them this seaweed additive. This seaweed costs asparagopsis taxiformis. When a cow eats the seaweed, it just, like stops it pretty much. There's not that many places adopting it at the moment but there's two companies that we heard of who are farming the seaweed needed at the moment testing it on some herds. We felt like it wasn't talked about in the general public. I think we thought it was a really good like idea to start looking at different alternatives to reducing Ireland's methane emissions as we are you know, a very agricultural centred society, so that's why we entered it. We emailed a lot of politicians and we got responses from a lot of them. In the government right now, there's a project going on called Methabate. If we wanted to use this seaweed in Ireland, then we'd need to grow it artificially in tanks, like what Volta Green Tech is doing. It's just a matter of getting farmers on board. I think raising awareness is a big thing. Because, you know, if you don't know anything about it, how are you meant to trust it and feed it to your house? A huge thanks to all the students we spoke to at this year's Young Environmentalist Awards and to Elaine and all at Eco-UNESCO for making us so welcome there. The projects gathered showed that not only do we have solutions, we have young people who want to make them happen. Because, as Elaine says, they are concerned and know that we have to act. When you hear young people voicing their concerns about environmental issues, there's something really impactful because I, I think there's a, there's a real emotional connection there and a real emotional link. And, you know, young people, they are very concerned about um, environmental issues. We did a survey last year, 97% of young people said that they were either very or extremely concerned about environment and climate. And then a lot of them were coming out saying that they were feeling anxious and they were feeling fearful and they were worried. And I suppose then you think as a society, really should we have you know our, our young people and our children feeling this way about the environment and about the world and the society that we live in and I would say no we shouldn't have young people and children fearful so as a society we have an obligation that we do as much as we can to support our young people and to put in place policies that need to be in place from an environmental and sustainability perspective and I suppose for us as, as an organisation what we do is we, we empower young people to take action so they have told us that when they're actually doing these projects when they're taking action they feel better they feel more empowered they feel less anxious so that's really powerful okay that was a whole lot my head is spinning let's end on a high 
The attendees shared all of their tips and tricks for how to live a little better and feel a little bit more like you're on the right track. The first thing that comes to my mind, every little thing you do does something to the world. Throwing away less weights. Knowing how to use the different bins can really impact the world. Get the bus more and carpool more. We could maybe cycle or walk. A change that a school could make would be get solar panels instead of using fossil fuels for energy. Look at what's around you and find out about that. So you're not telling someone about the Sahara Desert or the rainforest. You're telling them about what's close to them and what they know. Just think about the factors before you buy things as well. Obviously, it's hard not to buy from huge, big brands. But going to your local charity shops, even half of the time to get your clothes, I think that would be a great way of producing less waste in our world. Be respectful of what is already around you. Try not to bother nature, because nature is grand by itself. Always raise awareness. So the first step you should always take is to make sure other people recognise what's around them and what's at stake if we lose it. Join a group, for example, in your school or in your local area. I'm sure there are community gardens. There's always things going on, so just try to reach out to anyone that you can and just try to get involved as much as possible. That way you can learn about it yourself and you'll be able to make a difference in your area change a little bit every day and then if you're changing one percent every single day then after 100 days you've changed everything and you're 100 percent better than you were before nobody else is doing it just do it yourself get a team together i would say first of all and we had our let it grow campaign so that's just letting a patch of your garden grow so i mean any school can do that if we're not making progress it's intersectional it's not progress at all making sure that we give people the space to voice their opinions and be heard is a really great step and seeing how various issues related to climate affect them because they're usually the ones who are impacted the most look at what you think is wrong in the world and like if you're passionate about it then try and do something about it Ecolution was produced by Nikki Coughlin with edit assistance from Hugh Fowler and it was presented by me Evie Kenny now wish me luck the junior soda awaits